everyone i am zach again and i'm evelyn and i'm carlo and thank you once again for listening to pixel radio commentary happy father's day everybody oh yeah happy father's day and uh happy solstice for those of you who are concerned about that kind of thing always nice when we have the longest day of the year happy graduation to everybody who just graduated yes uh oh it's a really big time of the year for everyone isn't it it sure is and you know it's the biggest thing of all E3, obviously. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so what this is going to be a... Segue. Thank you. We were just talking about <laughs> we how we have to just talking about this. So this is going to be a really uh, E3-heavy yeah. focused episode. We have lots to discuss from it. Do we really? Because I got to say, my work has been crazy lately. I have no idea what happened at E3. Yes. Why don't you guys tell me what your favorite things about E3 are, and I will learn everything. And the also... 15,000 people that were... that signed up. And pay two hundred fifty dollars to <laughs> wait in line for seven hours. People spent it was two hundred fifty dollars yes. well, so for a regular it, ticket. They opened it to yeah, the public for the first time. I know that it was the first, the first year that it was open to the public. Fifteen thousand people too. Yep. Fuck. It went from like fifty five thousand people last year to like sixty five thousand this yeah. year, and they were like there were all these things talked about how like they weren't ready to handle it. So well, no, because like they like basically the booths weren't like PAX booths; they were E three booths, so yep. they didn't. They it's didn't, not like, set for it up the all. public. It's, it's for, for other developers yeah. and media. No, yeah, it's it's for vendors, for media, like all. It's that so sort funny because I don't know about you guys, but I just bought my packs tickets and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the I, price I, I, is I very well. different and. A little bit. <laughs> it's 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 kind of up there. It's only a little bit cheaper, but like for what you were, you got yeah. from there, I don't think many people were expecting because like a lot of people have this like sort of expectation that E three is like supposed to be this like place you can play all these unreleased games and stuff and no that's I, packs and, yeah and well, <laughs> and well i can't i can't speak to it because i didn't go this year but like i from what i've heard from what i saw on twitter there were a lot of like it was just a lot of complaints saying like okay i waited in four hours in line not to play a game but just to watch a video demo of x of somebody game. playing a game because it's yeah. not playable like most of e3 are for like the media are appointments that are like getting behind the scenes looks at things and that's stuff you're not going to get and on top of that, the people that bought those tickets didn't even get into the convention or the, the not convention the um the arena or whatever. Yeah, the like the conferences were, are not technically part of E three. They just what are... the fuck did people do for however many days? Oh, like was? nothing. So I feel like this is God going to damn. be a lot of what we talk about is our least favorite things from E three because that seems to be what everybody's doing. But nevertheless, I mean, I'm still excited about a lot of stuff, namely fucking Super Mario Odyssey looks weird Such and crazy. Is that the Mario game. with the hat or is that the other Mario? That's the Mario that's with the hat. That's <laughs> All the, right, great. That's the Mario. That is the only one of two impressions I took away from E3. That is the Mario <laughs> with the hat that possesses people going like full right. exorcist with Mario here, which should be very fun. But no, seriously, that looks like... I remember seeing the initial intro trailer for it and thinking, oh, you know, this looks like kind of a cool Mario game. Like, you know, the you, the levels look really good. The creativity and the design is, you know, that's Nintendo's big strength. So, all right, that looks kind of cool, but it looks like kind of a standard 3D Mario, but it should be fun to play. And then once they revealed that that's the mechanic of like, hey, you can possess things, you can use the hat to take over things, you can use the hat for like all these different things was like, oh, okay, this is like a really interesting game mechanic that is going that I could see so many different creative ways to use. Yeah, so here's the question that I have about that. Where's the challenge in a game where you can put your hat on top of the enemy and run them off a cliff? So, like, (laughs) I think the issue here is more of, like, in order to do certain things, you need to possess certain objects in order to get things done. But, like, so, like, as far as I know, you're not collecting stars in this game. No, you're not. You're you're collecting, what's it called, moons, if I remember correctly? So there are moons. really creative. And there's also uh, no lives, which is going to be very interesting for a Mario game. They're doing the Sonic route, which I find interesting, is there are coins, and you lose coins when you get hurt, and then when you run out of coins and get hurt, then you die. So I mean, that, that's very, yeah, that was like... Very much a Sonic and thing. Yeah. Sends you back to the beginning of the level, or is there checkpointing, or what? Uh, uh, don't good know. question. We don't All know right. yet. Uh, but what I think is, I mean, so what to your point about, you know, just running the enemy off a cliff, is you become that enemy. So you'd basically lose your, your status, have to go back to wherever, 
if you possess someone and then that character dies. So yeah, because still... you actually okay, go so inside jump, of them. Jump off just before they go off the cliff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily we'll know how the possession mechanics work, but yeah, I'm it'll sure be really interesting it's to interesting, learn more yeah. about that. Because... I'm sure the bosses are not going to be possessable, but it, I mean, knowing Nintendo and how they do those kind of things, there'll be like really, really interesting levels sort of designed around the concept of all right possess this thing and then the rest of the level is sort of designed around learning how to be that thing and i think that will like there's a lot of really creative things that i think you'll be able to do yeah. with that and i'm very excited actually to see I, I do remember seeing so this is going to be the first mario game that has an has like an open world map Yes. Oh God, that's weird. That has like, and there's like fast travel maps. checkpoints and yeah, shit like that too. Yeah, there's fast travel in a Mario game. What the hell? Yeah. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of a traditionalist about stuff like this. That a well, game I mean, that's been around longer like, than I've been alive, basically. But yeah. but again, like these are things that also sort of came to Breath of the Wild, and I think as a game, Zelda, Zelda's always been open world though. Not in, in some, form, but not not but, in, not in the this in the way that it was done here. It wasn't kind of like open world, do whatever you want. It was very like, it was more like, oh, you need to go to X place, beat X dungeon, and then then you can progress because you got X item and you can continue on. Yeah. And in fairness to the Mario game, it's it doesn't look like it's full open world in the way that Breath of the Wild is. No. It looks like it's open world in the way that Zelda used to be open world in the okay. sense where it was like you had kind of things that you could go to at specific time and sort of explore in yeah. those areas, but... I mean, yeah, you could you could almost argue... I mean, the big thing is the fast travel, is jumping from place to place, but yeah. I think that's more of a quality of life thing, because, like, you look at Mario 64, right? And that was very segmented worlds, but it was kind of, like, in an open castle thing where you would be able to pick which world you went to in yeah. whatever order you wanted, right? And it looks to be moderately similar to that, from what I can tell, but... uh yeah, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things where we don't know a whole ton about it. Uh, you know, have any of you guys played ARMS yet while I'm thinking about uh, that? that I, was... I missed out on the test punch, sadly. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think... Explain to me what this is, please. Yeah, it's, so that was... it's Nintendo's fighting game. Oh, by the way, just a quick sideway. I think that Super Mario Odyssey has the best new location name. New Donk City. New Donk City, dude. New Donk City. Oh, Pauline is the mayor. Yeah, Pauline is back. How crazy is that? And she's mayor of New Donk fucking City. So for those who aren't familiar, because it's a long fucking time ago, Pauline was the original damsel in distress from Donkey Kong back in like the 80s. She's the one who's like kidnapped by Donkey Kong. No, I think she's she's been in like the Mario parties. She was in like one or two. Or like Mario Kart or something. She's like the the brunette, right? Yeah, the the brunette. Princess Peach came into existence existence and everyone sort of forgot about pauline but pauline is back now and it's like oh shit forgot about that yeah. one um yeah so what were we, what i was were gonna we say oh yeah arms oh yeah so uh, i was arms curious if anyone's played it this yeah so it's this weird it's a 1v1 if i remember correctly fighting game where you basically control a bunch of different characters i think it's i think it's in it's like arena based i don't remember because i didn't actually play it it looked, from videos I've seen of it, like it's almost a combination of like a fighting game and Overwatch because the stages yeah. are really big and you can kind of go around. Yeah. And it is kind of like sort of like Gears of War third person style. Kind of, yeah. It's like it's third person, but you kind of have like... Who can, made it? It's a Nintendo game. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a first party Which Nintendo is, game. It's Weird. bizarre. So okay. it's, that should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, and then it has like a lot of like mechanics where you're able to like throw your arms basically as like a punch but then you like if you if you uh if you're using the motion controls and not just using the normal like whatever controls the non-tilt controls on the switch you can actually like direct your punches in different ways and stuff like that it's actually super interesting um i hear it's pretty i hear it's actually pretty fun yeah um but it's hard to really say whether it would take off or not because it's such a new weird thing yeah Hard to... They're, like, really pushing it as being a competitive thing. I was curious if anyone's actually messed with it. There's also some, like, really funny stuff I've seen of it. There was a whole article talking about one of the... Uh, one of the characters punches people with her hair. And I remember when they announced the character, everyone suddenly pointed out that she... She was, uh... Thick. With two Cs, shall we say. Had a very big butt. And that was one of the things that the internet was very excited for. Because it's the internet, and of course they are. And I, I find it... Memes. Yeah, I think it's funny when the... Uh, when that kind of thing happens for Nintendo. Since it seems to be happening more, where it's like the internet will get attached to some particular character in the series. 
and just like go nuts because it happened with the the one professor from the new professor from from Pokemon Pokemon, Sun and Moon where everyone was just like Damn, he's fine. <laughs> or, or like, the, or Mimikyu, the Pokemon. Yes. Everyone lost their yeah, minds over poor Mimikyu, who just wanted to be a Pikachu and wanted to be loved. My Mimikyu in that game is my favorite Pokemon I've ever had. Just and about. Like, I'm one of those dirty, dirty Fire Emblem fans that is in love with Lucina. No, yeah, she's you fucking and, uh, awesome. You and many, many others she fucking kicks ass. Yeah, they did not do that with Awakening. It seems. <laughs> They didn't give you a character who is like, everyone is still just like, oh, Lucina. Like, no one really cares about any of the people in Awakening for whatever reason. I mean, I, I like all the characters in Awakening. It's just Lucina just like is a cut above everyone else in terms of like how broken you can make her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is like, that, that That was my sort of thing. It was I guess, like, hold on, actually, sorry. I may have said the wrong thing. Awakening is the one with... Awakening, Krom- Awakening yeah, is the one with Chrom Okay, Lucina. I was thinking of the one after. Oh, with, Birthright, uh, like, okay, we don't... Yeah. Do, no oh, do, to, do we not talk about that? No one seems to care about Birthright. Conquest is the only good version of that game, in my opinion. And the real issue with that is that I thought that the characters in that game just fell flat. It was yeah. just boring. That's how it seems, because like, everyone is still talking about, like, oh, Fire Emblem Awakening, so good. Everyone's so amazing. I love them. And then, you know, Birthright, Conquest. What, it was Conquest, and what was the other one? Birthright. Okay, there was like a unified version. Though, uh, well, that... Yeah, well, I mean, so it's called, um, if I remember correctly, it's Fire Emblem. I forget what the name of the whole thing is, but like then there's like Revelations, which is like the DLC third route. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Revelations. It's like the same as like every time a movie is named Revelations or Revolution. It's like it's such a common like movie title, Revolutions. Like, you know, it's going to be not yeah. that Great. <laughs> Though I heard, I, I did hear like that new, the new Fire Emblem game that just came out was actually pretty good. Um, it's like a re retelling of one of the older ones. Hmm. Um, I knew there was like the Fire Emblem Heroes, which is like the Dynasty Warriors. Wasn't no, 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 no. Or... That well, yeah, there's there's like well, there's Fire Emblem Warriors, which oh. is coming out, but that hasn't come out yet. But that's the Dynasty Warriors. Fire Emblem Heroes is the mobile game, mm, yes. which I hear is like okay ish. Maybe I don't know. I don't play it. I yeah. used to play it. <laughs> I guess it's fine. Yeah. Um, back on the E3. Yes. Uh, what were we? Well, we so talked about arms. Things. We talked about arms. Talked about what I'm excited about, certainly, in terms of, you know, I'm very stoked for uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Metroid Prime 4, even though we know precisely I, dick I about it. I <laughs> don't really know if I'm excited for Metroid Prime 4. Because I, I think Nintendo's done a pretty decent job about bastardizing the Prime mm. franchise in terms of, like, adding it on to things that aren't necessarily Metroid Prime. But, of course, again, I don't know anything about it, so I have hope for it. Yeah, I mean, the Metroid Prime 1 and 2 were pretty great. I don't think I played 3? Yeah. The, but that Mario Rabbids game looks weirdly okay. That looks bizarre and like something I would never guess to be good. No, because when I first when when I first heard the announcement they were putting Mario and Rabbids together, I was like, oh my god, someone's taking the minions of the video game industry <laughs> and putting them into like a beloved fucking franchise. And then all of a sudden this game comes out and you're like watching it. Shigeru Miramoto comes out with his fucking weird with a, with gun a, like, thing. Samus gun, like a Samus Well I mean that's Mega what that's gun. that's the it's guns bizarre, that they use in the yeah. game. But it's a it's a turn based tactics game so it's a turn yeah it's a turn-based mario game how weird is that, that uh, makes- well i mean you 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 had the turn-based stuff in like super mario rpg and well, stuff like that yeah but but like not 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 in this not like a tactics like fire emblem mask or XCOM really is what it really is yeah but. i it oh so bizarre and i'm not sure what to think about it. i'm excited like honestly i'm actually excited for it because yeah, i've heard I good mean, things about it's it it's one where i've that was exactly what i was going to say is it looks like it's something that i'm like this is never gonna be good like this looks just like super bizarre and just not in a good way and then everyone who's talked about it at e3 was like yeah i played it and it was like one of the most fun games i played at the whole show i'm like yeah. that makes no sense to me but i will take their word for it yeah is there anything else from nintendo that was worth talking not about? at e3 but they did announce uh ultra sun and moon right that's before true oh well yeah that doesn't that was like about. that was like boring i was like what? oh you but they did. i'm excited about the fact that it's going to exist they like, did Black announce Two, oh yeah they did they did announce another uh, an actual pokemon game for they the announced a pokemon game for switch. the switch we know Joy. it's it's very it's, little about it but it's it looks... supposed to be a core pokemon game it's supposed to be the normal stuff it's 
it's upsetting because as a person who's not a Nintendo fan, as yeah. is obvious by my complete lack of participation in this part of the conversation, <laughs> uh, but a huge Pokemon fan. I The reason I own a 3DS, it's a freaking Pokemon machine. And buying a 3DS to play Pokemon wasn't exactly breaking the bank, but there's a pretty significant cost difference between a 3DS and a fucking and Switch. And a Switch, yeah. And I don't like that they're trying to force me into buying this console that I don't really want. And it's big and bulky, and it's just going to sit gathering dust like what my 3DS does in between Pokemon games. Yeah. I mean, that, it's very frustrating. That makes sense, but that is also why they're trying to do it, is to get you to buy it. <sighs> yeah. And there are so many... I mean, you also get Zelda. Yeah, I mean, Zelda. Which I the... don't... I've never played a Zelda game. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do we have words about that. Zelda's my favorite franchise, so, you know. No, but... Uh... I don't think I have a favorite franchise anymore. All of them have been bastardized to hell and back. Yeah. Yeah, there aren't very I, many games I that I would say is a favorite as a series. I prefer standalones. Except Pokemon, which I've yeah. played every single one. There you go. Them. No, uh, you know, I think that's certainly... Hmm. The... I, the, I remember... Talk, hearing about some of the things for the Pokemon for the Switch game, which like no one knows anything there's, about. There's except very that it's little nothing. information. Yeah, like, except I think that it's a core Pokemon game. It's a core Pokemon game, like, and uh, oh yeah, it's going to be Skyrim, but with Pokemon. No, 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 is no, what no, no, Some no, no. people are saying but those I people don't are know. utterly wrong. No, yeah. Re- Reggie came out and actually said that like, hey, this is a core Pokemon game. You're gonna train, catch, and do the normal Pokemon stuff. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Yeah. All the rumors about it though have just been all over the place, which has been interesting. It's more than likely gonna be. In my opinion, it's going to be something like a uh, crystal or a uh, pearl, no, diamond, pearl. What was the one? What was like the third game that came out? You know how the games always come out in threes? Uh, Yeah, it was like diamond, pearl, and... Emerald. Emerald, like emerald. It's going to be like emerald or it's going to be like um, crystal, like where it's like that that third game that comes out and kind of like brings everything together. Pokemon Snap 2, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that, that Ultra Sun and Moon... It's interesting because it's like it's not really. I mean, they do this all the time. It no, came but, out last. Well, year no, 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 no. Because right? like, no, no, two years, two ago. years ago. But oh. like, the interesting part about it is that apparently it's a completely, it's like a side story almost. It's like a, yeah. it's a story happening at the same time as your story is going on. So I'm like wondering, like, who the fuck is this? Like, are you? <laughs> I, don't know. I can't wait to find out. I'm like, so are, are you gonna play as that like one like pseudo emo kid? Like, I forget what oh, his I name hope is. So Gladion. I yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Damn, just like drops the name like instant, like no. <laughs> Evelyn knows her Pokemon. Yeah, she does. seriously. <laughs> we cannot challenge any of her knowledge there. Uh, you no. also can't challenge my Pokemon. Well, that's true. Uh, I Bring your 3DS. Cannot. Let's fight. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I mean, you gonna... don't want to fight my Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> my Pokemon are competitively bred. All right. <laughs> it's I've spent way too much time doing that. Yeah, I know. Uh, everyone's excited about Shadow of the Colossus. I don't. Really... Shadow. So wait, that's they're right. remaking the Shadow of the Colossus. Before, before we go, is there anything else from Nintendo we need to talk uh, about? I don't. Think I... might be easier to go like. Uh, per... I guess like you know yeah. maybe group by group could be a, a decent idea. Everyone's excited about. I'm well, not, not excited everyone, for but... Shadow of the Colossus personally. Yeah, but well, I was gonna say it's like fucking people. Remake. Yeah, I mean, I don't care that much about it. I was going to say that I know people are excited about Skyrim for the Switch for next no, to that's no fucking... reason. Uh, that, that's also, there's also me shitting on it. I the Switch is even going to be, a, like, be able to make that game look not like crap. No, it, no, it actually it looks really good. It looks as far as I, I mean, know. it's powerful enough to be an Xbox 360, essentially. Well, it uh, didn't really look that great on the Xbox 360. So. Yeah, but it, it'll it'll play. It's not it's not it's not going to be any sort of HD thing. But I heard it's going to be at 60 frames per second, which is what really matters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, most people like I if when I get a Switch because it's happening soon. It's <laughs> like the the Amazon page is open for when it eventually is there again. Uh, I'll probably get it if only to play Skyrim on a plane. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I'm actually gonna get that one because part of the Skyrim experience for me is the modding community. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Right, actually, there's no way Nintendo's gonna let that happen. Yeah, no, because no, like with their all their issues with that stuff. But oh man, speaking about mods, uh, are have we you gonna... been reading all this stuff about Rockstar? Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's yeah, a, yeah, another yeah. whole thing. Yeah, that well, there's a Rockstar thing, and then like we can also get into the Bethesda stuff. With the oh, mods. they're trying to do paid mods again, yeah. again, again. <laughs> like yeah. again, like another I, thing I for get, P3. I understand why, from like a perspective of like, hey, you want to give mod makers a way to make money other than donations or whatever, not. And yeah, 
Bethesda's trying to be a little greedy and take a cut of it. Whatever. Okay. Cool. But I don't. I don't understand how the all the uproar about how this can't necessarily not exist alongside like free mod sites like Nexus. I think the big issue there comes from where somebody will upload a mod from Nexus and claim it as their own mm. and have people pay for it, which is definitely problematic, but Bethesda should have enough money to make that curated. If they can curate that, which I think they're going to have to anyways, because once you start releasing paid mods where you can start putting other character IPs in in uh, Skyrim, yeah, is where things can get really dicey. Because like, like, there's that new thing where it's like, when Skyrim is coming out on the Switch, you now can play as Link in Skyrim, yeah. which is super weird. This is really weird. Like, like, is that true? Yeah. No, yeah, like, well, like, like, a, like a photo, fuck? like an actual Link, like Link, like <laughs> changes the character and everything. It, like. It's a thing where, like, if you tap the Link amiibo, oh my to god, the yeah, Switch, it's amiibo related. And from the Breath of the Wild, you basically a chest drops from the sky, and you open it, and you get all the stuff to be. Link. That is the bullshittiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I think life. I think you actually but I love it, you actually honestly. turn like, into it's total bullshit. There's something that it. you can turn into Link to. Yeah, like you, you have facial and everything, right? Yeah, it's like a whole like character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing in I the can't creation. I didn't hear about this. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's it's completely ridiculous. But like, what happens when somebody releases a paid mod that does that on the PC? And it's like, oh. yeah. What does uh, what does Nintendo have to say about that? Right. So I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm not too hung up on about it. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, what's going to be interesting as well is so many of the most popular mods for that game are rather predictably nude mods. No, yeah, it's definitely there's a lot of a lot of like that sort of uh, adult only mod style, especially like things that are even like only tangentially related to that where. Because it, it, it's interesting, because I've actually run into this issue while modding Skyrim myself, where I see a, a piece of armor or whatever that I want for my character, but it's only compatible with a particular body mod. And, like, while you can install those body mods and kind of keep them non-nude or whatever, depending on how, how however comfortable you feel with it, because I don't necessarily want to, like, have to worry about somebody watching over my shoulder when I'm playing <laughs> Skyrim. Yeah. Um, But, it, it, I don't know, it just it makes things kind of kind of interesting and we're gonna have to see how they play out yeah especially i mean does that since you'd be technically paying bethesda for like if they're gonna curate the most popular mods like you'd be technically paying bethesda for content that makes the game adult only or you know an adult game there's no way that they're going to allow paid mods that are yeah, like, of course not. But I mean, it's eighteen it, plus. You know that's going to be a fight, though. It's because that's such a popular mod, and yeah, they, and they're just going to come down and ban every single one of them. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. But you know that's going to be a fight, and you know that a good chunk. I of don't the think internet... that it's even going to be a fight because who's going to like nobody on earth thinks that they're going to let that happen. I mean, but the thing is, it's like yeah. the thing is with Skyrim and stuff like that. It's if if as I predict, Bethesda won't won't like necessarily lock it down in a certain way sure um because it's actually very hard to say because as far as we know or as far as is from news coming out from e3 bethesda's not working on a new elder scrolls right now yeah um <laughs> that said though i think the elder scrolls online came out with the morrowind expansion which i hear is actually really good um but have I either of that. you ever played elder scrolls online? i played I it i played it at the very beginning it was oh, absolutely it was shit. really bad it was yeah. super bad but i hear it's actually much People better like now. it now one thing so, i yeah. can tell you from but, work that is a money printing machine for them. I mean, MMOs often are. Yeah. Any sort of. I mean, yeah. Thing. Which, going back to the modding thing, that's kind of the whole issue with the GTA Five stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. Because you yep. you have there. Rockstar yeah. makes so fucking much money online. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, how the they thing make is like Rockstar. So Rockstar. They're like online only DLC is this like. Is, this is going to be telling maybe a little bit more about my job than I should talk about on here, <laughs> but um. I work at Microsoft on financial stuff, and sometimes when I'm doing some research into how certain products... I, I, I don't know if you can legally talk about this. Here's what I'm going to say. People buy a lot of fucking money in GTA. Yeah. Well, okay, a yeah, ton. we all knew that, yeah. Everyone knows. No, yeah, we all yeah. knew that. That's not exactly the thing is like too much. Most of it, no. most of it <laughs> is on the console side of things, but so it, it's not the PC. It's yeah. funny, because every time I'm doing a test, and I need to, like, test some product, and I pick something at random... 80% of the time, it's GTA money. Because yeah. that is, there's just so much of it. Yeah. All I, the time. I, that's like... Well, because, like, the, the DLC they've, like, released is, like, so absurdly expensive for online. And, like, you need to buy fucking shark cards. And, like, 
Rockstar now releases this as a big cash cow, but if I remember correctly, it was Take Two that technically, which owns Rockstar, was the one that actually submitted the cease and desist. But then, so then people were saying, "Oh, it's Take Two. It's not Rockstar. Whatever, right?" Because it's I think it was Open Four was the whole thing. Is the yeah, thing that yeah, they yeah. Were, they um, took out because yes. it's like it's primarily like a single player mod too. It's nothing that works on multiplayer, which is super weird. But then Rockstar kind of came out and claimed like, "Yeah, people were using this to cheat," which. To be fair, sure not. as for, from what I've from what I've discerned from the internet is that that game is really only fun when you run into a modder or a hacker that gives you enough money to actually play with the toys that you get. Yeah, or you basically play on a private server. Like everyone who I've talked to or you know online who talks about it is like, yeah, we basically only play GTA Online. We love it. It's, we have so much fun, but we will never only go only private matches. Yes, only <laughs> private. Only private servers. Never public ever in a million years because they keep releasing all of these dlcs where you have to go into public matches to yep. like get into it and People everyone's ups- it. everyone's <laughs> upset about it everyone's like god damn it don't make me do that it's it is the worst playing yeah. online with a bunch of well yeah i can only People Im- can suck i can only imagine what it would be like if you're like a relatively notorious streamer or youtube personality who's like going to do some of the the content from gta and then you're suddenly running into Regular people online who might have heard of you. And yeah, then, it's, uh... <laughs> it's never that great. I am interested to see how this all turns out for Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes, because I think be I think Meh. I think it will be very telling what kind of company Rockstar has become when Red Dead Redemption Two comes out. Yeah, are they going to like I have... Really have very little faith? Yeah, are they going to DLC the shit out of it, or are they not? It'll be very interesting to yeah. see. And like in their defense, they released a full, very amazing game. It's not like yeah. you need the DLC to enjoy GTA, but it doesn't have the staying power. So. Yeah, and uh, you know when you see some of the DLC in Grand Theft Auto doing its thing, you're like, "Fuck, that looks really fun!" Like yeah. some of the like the Night Rider cars, or yeah. the jet cars, you're like God. Damn, that looks fun, but it's also so expensive. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, moving. Sorry, got off of E3 again. Got off of E3, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, they yeah. talked about it a little yeah, bit well, at E3. Back, in fairness, back to E3. Back to E3. Yes. This is going to possibly make Elephant uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> so, the Xbox One X. Yes. How did you say my name just there? Evelyn. I'm going to go It's going to it's going to make Evelyn feel uncomfortable. Possibly because we're going to be talking about Microsoft. I don't work on Microsoft. Xbox specifically. It doesn't matter. We're still, we're yeah, still going to be talking about Microsoft. Talk about Let's talk shit about Microsoft. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I'm... I think we're both really interested in with the Xbox One X is everyone was talking about... Why like, the fuck do I need to buy that? Well, also, everyone was talking it's about... It's what, $500? Yeah, $500. The, the price isn't even the issue here. Well, but everyone was like excited for like Project Scorpio. What's that going to be? That's going to be the next-gen console. And I'm starting to wonder, like, is there going to be a next-gen console for a while from There's, people? Well, well, no, that no, is Microsoft so. Microsoft announced Xbox... that they're not doing another next-gen console. Yeah, they're going to do iterations you know, the, on the Xbox the One. PS... They announced that years ago. Yeah, yeah. and then PS4... Has the PS4 Pro. Right? Yeah, ev- like, yeah. everyone's doing that, but Nintendo, it's, like, it's interesting. Like, I remember everyone would get, like, oh, I'm so excited, next-gen console, next... And then it's, like, that's gone now. And I how interesting is that? we've reached a sort of an interesting place in the technology where there isn't really a reason to do a next-gen console. Yeah, if there's like not how, a big like enough You leap. don't need better than 4K. You don't need better but it's, than but 60 it, But that's FPS. not necessarily, like, the real issue here. I think the real issue is that the way that we used to look at consoles, right, is that you would come out with a piece of hardware, and that hardware would then could theoretically keep up with PCs for a, a, an extended amount of time. Yeah. And then we're now coming to the point where tech is moving so fast, graphics cards are moving so fast that within a couple two to three years there's no reason to buy a console when you the same games come out on pc which is actually something i want to get into but most games now come up on pc and they're very very are rarely console exclusives yes couple that with the fact that hardware moves super fast in in like for pcs now in terms of like graphics cards in terms of power that when you essentially develop a game for both pc and a console there's there's a there's a enough of a gap that make increases the development time where either PC has yeah. to come out later because like most of the players are on console or you, you kind of have this like it doesn't work well on console but it works fine on PC. It's like this sort of optimization issue because you, the the 
power that you have in a old original Xbox One or even the Xbox One X is starkly different than what you have on in current modern day PCs. Yeah, and That's it's actually... interesting that uh, the console makers have even like seeded that fight to PCs. Yeah, like, it's a very interesting well, point because Xbox is doing all this play anywhere stuff where I'm so sure yeah, that, that that's, Halo that's what I was gonna, 6 is going to be play anywhere. There's no way yeah, they're not going to do it. That's yeah. what I was going to get into. Yeah. Um, because like, I would say this is also partially partly Apple's fault where they have been able and successfully been able to push a new iPhone out every one to two years and people were still going to buy it and upgrade. Yeah. So it's, it's we're getting increasingly close to the phone model. And if you think about it, phones are 500 to $600 after subsidizing or before subsidizing it, whatever, not right. So it, it, it's super weird. And then, yeah, like as Evelyn put, brought up, the Play Anywhere stuff has actually been, and this is my, my issue because I came into E3 thinking I was going to buy a Project Scorpio. Um, and what ended up happening is like <laughs> I looked at it and said like, hey, all the games, like the only reason I really wanted an Xbox was because I could, so I could play all the exclusives that I couldn't normally play because I have a PS4, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Sure. And an Oculus. So like, I I, <laughs> I, I, I have a problem. I understand that. <laughs> and so long as you're I might, about it. like the only reason I might want to get it is, is for the, the first 4K? sense and first step in recovery. You, you, you <laughs> thought that this was a podcast, but it's actually an intervention. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but like I, I have definitely thought about getting it just for the 4K stuff. Um, in order to get a 4K TV or give myself a better excuse to get a 4K TV. But, like, I look at the games that are coming out that I really want to play, and then, like, every time, as we we have jokingly talked about on the Xbox conference, where they go, exclusive. Exclusive. And then it's like, to Xbox. (laughs) Yeah, and then it's like, oh, it's it's a Play Anywhere game. So it's like, fuck, I can just play this on my PC, which is A, not... 10 times more powerful than that Xbox. Well, not actually that Xbox. Sure, but a very, you know, yeah, it's, go- it's always not. going to be more powerful. Or if it even isn't more powerful, it will be more powerful in, like, six months. And I don't need to drop $500 to, to do that. I mean, that yeah. said, I have dropped money on graphics cards that are more expensive <laughs> than that. But it's like, it for me, for my personal position, I don't see a good reason to buy that Xbox. And I'm kind of disappointed that... There's now not really a reason, but I, I do kind of see why someone would want to get a console. The and thing it, that I'm really disappointed about personally that they didn't announce was anything with VR. The, I thought that that was the whole point of the new Xbox was that it was going to have some sort of native VR. Yeah, no, and it, it was, like there, I don't think that, that was it. It was the 4K well, thing. I remember That's they what they were, pushed real big this year. There was a big rumor, though, that like it was going to be a big VR-focused console yeah, or a console update. Yeah, it's been the rumor since they announced the damn thing and a year no, ago. No, it's not. I, I, thought they, I think they decided that they could get away with the 4K thing because the PS4 Pro doesn't do true 4K. They, well, the thing once that a, makes it even weirder is that X or Microsoft just did this whole announcement thing a few months ago where they talked about VR the entire fucking time. Yeah, it's like, like but they're... Why did they not bring that to the Xbox? I don't like, understand it. It's, again, it seems like they're... They're losing the fight to... They're seeding the fight to... Well, the, for, with the B, VR in particular, their, yeah. their justification for that, and it's not even a justification that I think is necessarily incorrect, is, again, they're sort of seeding that fight to the PC, and they're sort of figuring, well, if people are going to buy high-powered PCs that are running Windows on that, then maybe we can still make money off of VR and VR-related yeah, products. I, I mean, I, they are definitely making all of the money. I have a sneaking suspicion that they've kind of... That somehow, somewhere, somebody kind of has an idea of how many PSVRs are selling, and it's not doing well. Yeah. I mean, I haven't ever heard a very good thing about it. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, I, so, like, the games that I hear, hear are good about it are, like, Res Infinite, and that's because... Res is like a game that should have been in VR that was made back in the 90s that I always should have been in VR. Never yeah. even heard of it. It's ridiculous. It's so <laughs> good. And then like Resident Evil 7, which is in VR, I hear apparently terrifying. Yeah, I can imagine a horror but, but game even in that, VR. But would... you can play that on... No, so no, I don't think you can no. yet, but it's coming. I think that was announced at E3 that Resident Evil 7 is now coming they to Oculus and did announce that, 5. yes. Yeah. Uh, so, it, yeah, I mean... Well, that's it, going to be fun. <laughs> it is really yeah. interesting to... Because, you know... I'm. We grew up in the console gen era when everyone was like, oh, this console is going to be this much more powerful. This one's going to be this much more powerful. And now it's like all of the power 
updates for a console. They, they've still been kind of seeding those to PC. Like the VR we've talked about is being seeded to PC. The power we've talked about is being seeded to PC. It's just interesting to like... So we're moving like we've already kind of gotten to the point where really Nintendo's the only one doing console gen generations at yeah, this point. But it it doesn't lend something slightly interesting where this whole play anywhere thing makes it seem that Microsoft wants to now push Xbox as a service more than a console. Yeah, it does. I mean, seem like I mean, that. there there's the sort of joke that the re, like you know how when the first Xbox One came out, everyone's calling it Xbone. And now Xbox. this one, like, I think they explicitly named this the Xbox One X so that when you take it, it's like Xbox, Xbox. One O X. Oh, it's Xbox. Yeah. The acronym's <laughs> in the Xbox. <laughs> what a fucking... It's so clever. Yep. I'm like, Pretty holy much. shit, that was so stupid. But when, when I, yeah, when I looked at the Microsoft press conference, I thought I liked the Microsoft press conference a lot because I saw a lot of games. Yeah. But... It made me kind of go like, I'm not buying an Xbox One X. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking play Crackdown on the PC, Crackdown yeah, yeah. Three. And I think that obviously Microsoft is fine with that. And I don't know why they wouldn't be because, like you said, we are running their operating system on all of our. Yeah, PCs. you. They need you need their their PC, and I, I I think it's it is just interesting to watch their evolution into the gaming world because they're the basically the last company to get into the console world. I believe what uh, there wasn't. I mean, I guess you could count the what the Wii or whatever the fuck it was. The Ouya. Ouya, yeah. Uh, that that, that, that no wasn't one, a, that wasn't a console. No one counts that. No. And uh, they shouldn't count that because no one gives a shit. But uh, it's interesting to see that Microsoft is sort of the last one in the console space, and now on some level they're backing away from the console space a little bit. But I think I think, I think, I think it's just as a whole like us people our age I don't know anyone who's a console gamer in real life. Yeah. I mean uh, or who's exclusively a console. The thing is like, yeah, I think, everyone I know plays PC so much more than they would ever play on a console and I think they're sort of seeing the the way the wind is blowing and taking advantage of how much we all enjoy playing so on PC. So I would argue that is also partially because of who we are well, we, we all work in tech we're all yeah. relatively well off we all live on our own essentially uh, and they well i mean one of the things they've done as well that has made it you know made it easier to do that as well is the ability to use xbox one controllers with pc gaming yeah, yeah i mean you, you can you can do with a ps4 and xbox one well, sure actually xbox is a little bit harder because you have to buy a special dongle because it doesn't use bluetooth which makes me annoyed slightly <laughs> but like a lot of the whole thing with the xbox like the console generations are like people want to be able to buy something without necessarily buying the pc from from our perspective yeah. it makes more sense to buy a pc because the pc can do so much other stuff will look better and stuff like that but we're also arguably part of an enthusiast crowd rather than the crowd that are the masses and a lot of people like you know an Xbox isn't really a game to play. Like, yeah, you get Call of Duty or what, but like for a large amount of people, it's actually just a FIFA machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a sports game machine, and that's that's actually a great point. I don't think any of us know anybody who's that into sports games. I was going to take my brother as an example, who is a state employee, so not a sure. fancy worker <laughs> like us. And uh, he has a PC that he got for school, and it's a couple of years old, mm -hmm. and it's plenty good enough for him to play an occasional game of. Whatever. Whatever. League of Legends on the shittiest settings. Uh, sure. League of Legends can run a potato on a potato. Yeah. <laughs> and people who are very casual gamers, like my brother, again, a PC is more than enough. And as long as they keep making games that are playable on a consumer level, really basic PC. Yeah. This is another yeah. way that Microsoft is. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, that's what that's what the Play Anywhere initiative. Yeah. It really does. It yeah. allows it allows people to like participate and buy those games without necessarily having an xbox like at, at some point there might come a time where you kind of like okay i have a 4k tv but i don't really have anything to hook up to it at which point the xbox one x with whatever price drop it has in the far future becomes a much more attractive option yeah it's just it, i mean you were saying it very very clearly though like that's an excuse to buy a 4k tv because we're yeah. still not at the point where there's enough 4K. it's not it's not it's not as ubiquitous yeah yet. there's not enough 4k content still everyone keeps saying like oh just wait six months and there'll be enough but yeah they were saying that a year and a half ago there's still not enough 4k content to i mean really, yeah like justify the purchase of a 4k tv for much right now but there's honestly. plenty yeah. of justification to buy a 4k monitor yeah, yeah. Yes, and there you could, is yeah you can also i think it's very interesting where now microsoft kind of has a sort of tier sort of thing where you like 
you can buy the Xbox One X or you or S, or you can buy the Xbox One X. You can buy like the the, yeah, the faster version, the, or you can buy the 4K version. The powerful or the 4 yeah, it is interesting. I think that might be part of their strategy. Like there to, are multiple levels now of entry in order to jump into the Xbox One generation. Yeah, because they didn't say that they'd be discontinuing the S either. Yeah, no, no, the S, the S is still continuing. So the, that's, you know, I think that may be part of their strategy as well, too, is to say, hey, if you want something that's hyper-powerful, yeah. then get something that's hyper-powerful. If you're if you're not feeling the need to have something that can do 4K... And again, okay. that's sort of the cell phone model. Yeah, very much the yeah. cell phone and model. And I actually... You can choose based on what how you want to use it. And I think it's also very interesting if you look at it, is that the architectures for the new consoles are very... are It's x86, it's... You, or 64, x86, 64. But, like, basically, they're basically the same as PCs, essentially. And I think what that adds now is that you kind of look at the way game consoles were previously made, and they are very custom. Sometimes they have their own custom discs. Like, you remember the Sony PSP UMDs or the GameCube mini discs, or back when cartridges used to be a big thing, and now only Nintendo does them. Yep. But, like, Having things that run on a computer, like, and building your console essentially like a computer means things that, it makes sense now to kind of do that thing where you're like, yeah, we're just going to release iterations of the Xbox One X because the hardware in here is not anything different. It's not like the PS3, which is its own super crazy custom, like, language stuff. It's like, now it's very easy to make, write the game once in in basically like C, C++ or whatever game engine you use, and then that to all of the consoles because they're all basically the same architecture yeah and that just iterating upon this allows you gives you new things like backwards compatibility is now a bigger it's much easier to do rather than doing this weird emulation thing that they're doing with the xbox 360 and the original xbox yeah that's another thing that we should talk about going back to e3 is backwards compatibility with the original xbox. oh yeah that that's one, cool that's super that interesting so cool but, but do you here's a real question do you have any xbox discs i do i don't i, I do i have one because and i'm <laughs> Uh, I have. You know what? I don't. <laughs> I have precisely I one. What is it? Uh, it is Star Wars Battlefront, the like third oh, person nice. one. And the first one? Yes. Oh, I dude. have that one. That game is the shit. I have played so much of that. I'd it, play that again. Yeah, and you know the fact that it's it was like the couch multiplayer game for me and a friend, where yeah. we just like put on a couple of CDs because. Uh, it was like the era right before MP3s killed CDs, and uh, then we'd just yeah. uh, play some Battlefront all day. Do you have that here now? No, it's at my parents' house because I didn't want to bring my <laughs> my original Xbox, yeah. but uh, I will definitely bring that by and probably pick up a, a 1S in the right. distant future to do that. So I'm looking through this list. I'm just trying to see if anything... I can see it. All right, let's just quickly go through some of these, maybe. Lightning round. Light, lightning round for the Microsoft press conference. Um, Forza, anyone excited? No. <laughs> uh, Met, there's a new Metro game, Metro Exodus, which is the Metro 2033 oh. stuff. Oh. Looks interesting, but it looks kind of weird. I don't yeah, know how I feel I, about it. I mean, it. That, that's one that everyone's yeah. always told me that I should play, and that I just never yep. have. So. Assassin's Creed Origins, yeah, which okay. I, eh. I'm tentatively excited about because like they've had a large enough gap that they change and they i heard that they're changing the combat and i saw from a little a bit of core. gameplay and it's definitely very different and it looks utterly it looks gorgeous, beautiful yeah they always but look beautiful, i've never though. really enjoyed yeah. an assassin's creed game. yeah I, right. I, I feel like the 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 there's been so many assassin's creed games at this point that i'm just like oh, fuck i don't know there's like <laughs> no it's, it's fine yeah it's yeah. like it's whatever um yeah Dragon Ball Fighter Z is something that I'm super okay. excited about. That does look really okay, fucking so, okay. fun. <laughs> so, like, imagine, like, if you know about, like, the Dragon Ball Z fighting games that have come yes. out, they've all been that really shitty 3D world, like, thing that, that doesn't yes. really, under, it's really hard to play. It's not that fun. It's, like, okay. for. I mean, it's okay for the people that are super into Dragon Ball. This is a Dragon Ball Z game made by the same people that made Guilty Gear. And the interesting about the Guilty Gear engine is that it's a 2D fighting game, mm-hmm. but all the, it's all done in an art style that's 2D. Yeah. So, like, there are times where it actually, like, tilt shifts and everything, and you get to see the characters in full 3D. And super, it's one of the most beautiful games I've seen that have come out recently. Huh. So this is a three-on-three Dragon Ball Z fighting game. That looks really fucking good. It, I do like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's like it Marvel looks, versus Capcom, but It looks Dragon fucking Ball bonkers in the best way like there'll be like cutouts where all of a sudden that like 
uh, somebody will fire off a spirit bomb or whatever, and like half of a planet will get destroyed in the middle of the game, and then like they like, keep fighting. Yeah, anyway. I am it's so like, excited. Looks, All right, I gotta go watch a clip. It of looks this. way over the top and silly, but in the best way possible. Yeah, it's it has a very yeah, like I said, it has a very Marvel versus Capcom three feel with how chaotic it was. Yeah. Um, looking up, the last night is a very interesting cyberpunk game that i don't know anything about isn't that the... it's the hd pixel art one? Oh yeah but that's isn't that also the name of the, the transformers movie that's coming out this no, year that no, 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 that, that, that's like fucking oh, crazy t- technically and... well like what the it's homophones night versus like k with night versus night night ah uh, okay so this one he yeah, has the last night like as in like nighttime night yeah not that with yeah. god that movie though looks um, fucking yeah. bonkers. Uh, so, Sea of Thieves looks interesting. That was one... Didn't they announce that game at E3 last year? They... I don't remember. No, it, it, yeah, they just this showed a new... Yeah, they, it's just a new demo. Okay. This is one where they've been showing it off. That one... It's the banana meme. Yes. That one looks... Oh, that. Very interesting, <laughs> he, he but... Basically, like, he, like, takes a banana, like, first person and just, like, eats it. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, peel and everything, stem and everything. Ooh, seductive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one looks interesting. I'm, I'm like curious about it, but I don't really know. Um, yeah, Crackdown yeah. three, Crackdown three with Terry Crews, appropriately bonkers, which yeah. sounds good. That is your word of the day. Apparently. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I, I, I like. I was like immediately as I said it, I was like, I feel like that's like yeah. the fifth or sixth time. I, um, brain is stuck oh, on bonkers. I, I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, the new Life is Strange prequel. Yes, that one should be really Except interesting. For one minor caveat. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard about the sort of like weird actors guild, voice actors guild strike thing that's been going on. No, I have not. Yeah. Like basically it's like a lot of voice actors banded together. I think under SAG and saying are like boycotting, um, in order to, you know, get better pay benefits, whatever not. Hmm. Um, so unfortunately, uh, Ashley Birch, um, also known, um, like, Hey Ash, what you're playing, what you're playing. Yeah. She does that voice. She does a lot of very, very good voices. Um, she was the voice of Chloe and will not be back. That, I feel like that might. That's hurt. a huge thing because, like, yeah, Chloe is such an important part of yeah, that story. That, that might hurt things. I mean, a so bit. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a three episode thing, and like they have a different voice actress, but it'll be interesting. So, I'm tentatively excited for that. Episode one will be out on August. So yeah, should be should be interesting. Yeah, uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of War looks really really interesting. Yeah, um, it's like basically shadow of mortar times four basically <laughs> because you have four nemesis system trees so that's gonna be fun nemesis um there's a new ori and the will of the whip um i don't know if you guys played ori in the blind forest uh familiar with it, it. Oh never played it god it was such a good platformer yeah I, it looked really really fun just never yeah. never got the chance um and then uh, probably the one of the biggest pieces of news is anthem Yes, Anthem looked really is, interesting. It looked like they were trying to go for, like, Destiny, but good. I mean, that's the thing I'm afraid. <laughs> I think it's going to be Destiny for all the good and the bad. That said, I did hear that uh, Drew Carpchen, the guy that worked on, like, um, the original Mass Effects, like, did the story and stuff, um, and the original KOTORs, is actually going to be on hmm. Anthem. Okay. So I'm tentatively excited. It looks super cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks like... it is at least learning one of the lessons from Destiny and that there's more to do with people out the gate. I hope. But, you know, we'll see. Never know until it actually comes out. Yeah. All right, we need to actually lightning round this up, All right, unfortunately. Well, okay, well, I mean, that was the end of Microsoft, so... Um, okay, so, yeah. And what else is worth talking about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last one probably is just the Sony conference, which... The only thing I've heard about oh from it is God. Shadow of the Colossus. No, did you see the Beyond Good and Evil 2 trailer? No, okay, you're right. That Holy was the other shit. one. That was the other one. I that lost my shit. That looks boss. Um, but from what I've heard about industry reports about the actual game... Oh, sorry, I was a little away from the mic. Um, <laughs> is, unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be No Man's Sky. Oh. That, oh. Where it's like, I mean, it has a very No Man's Sky-esque feel of like you get to jump in and out of space and jump it, go down into there. But there, it looks like it's a very ambitious project. So that's why I'm like, and it's a prequel, by the way, for anyone that didn't yeah. know. Um, okay. So you're not playing as Jake. Yeah, I don't know. But um, that looks super interesting. I'm tentatively excited. Like, I'm glad that they're making a new Beyond Good and Evil Yeah, too. Beyond Good and Evil was... Oh, so pretty fucking awesome <laughs> yeah it's like a very it's very near and dear to my heart but like yeah you're not going to be able to play as jade though the main character does have green eyes which is super interesting hmm. so i don't know if she's like some sort of like ancestor 
of sorts. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, it looks appropriately weird. Yeah. But who knows? Um, what else came out uh, from Sony? Uh, there was the Undertale's coming out for the PS4. Okay. And Vita. Sure. Which is super interesting. I can't believe something is coming out for the Vita in 2017. Yeah. I, I'm also... <laughs> Does anybody still own a Vita? Uh, did anyone no. ever buy a Vita? I don't no. know. I don't know anyone who I actually owns... know one person who has a Vita and he loves it. Well, well I, hey, Good for him. I, yeah. I don't I, know a single person. So. I bought a PSTV just so I could play Persona 4 Golden, which no. is a Vita game. <laughs> um, there's well. that. Uh, there's some DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'm personally really excited about because that was an amazing game. Oh, my God. Um, there's a new Uncharted game, which is super interesting, okay. uh, but sure. it's not Nathan Drake. Oh, well. it is the uh, Chloe and Nadine together. So two female characters. And it's like this sort of side story um, that okay. they're doing for Uncharted, which is actually I, super cool. I have hopes. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Days Gone looks like shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know anything it's like, about it. It's like the la- It's like trying to be like The Last of Us, except oh. the zombie swarms and stuff. Oh. It doesn't eh. look that good. I'm yeah. not excited at all for it. Um, there's a new God of War trailer. Okay. In gameplay. Sure. That looks... That I looks... feel like God of War is one of the many franchises where people just kind of are like, oh, there's another one. Okay. If they love it, they're yeah. like, cool, I'll get it. But no one's This like... one looks actually looks really good. It's not one of those like... It doesn't look like it's normal God of War. It looks okay. very more... Like you got... It's like a lot more heavy combat um, rather than the sort of button spammy stuff that you had. Yeah. Um, Detroit Become Human is super interesting. Um, it is a game made by, I think it's a David Cage game, or it's made by the Until Dawn people. Oh, okay. Um, and it's basically about like this AI guy that, or like a robot android that then became, gets sentiments and starts like rebelling against. So it's like, it's like sort of like AI robots, so, androids rebelling against humans. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Okay. Well, that's creative. A totally but it, it's, yeah, it's definitely genre. one of gosh. Yeah, it's definitely one of those story-based games, though. It's like, oh, Until Dawn-esque. Like, okay. Sure. Uh, more like Heavy Rain, um, Indigo Prophecy, if you want to go back all the way there. Yeah. No, I, I, I it, it could be very interesting. The fact, the, the choice to set it in Detroit, very clear RoboCop uh, <laughs> <laughs> analogy yeah. there, but also kind of... I mean, it, it seems, it's interesting because it odd. seems like Detroit's the place to put a lot of these weird, like, future futuristic cyberpunk games. Because, like, yeah. uh, I wonder if Watch Dogs it, was Detroit. Watch Dogs was Detroit. I, I remember... What was the uh, yeah? There's there's clearly not a lot of places that people want to do games in general, and I wonder if there's like a licensing thing with that. I, I legitimately don't know, but it seems uh, like know. most games are like you said, Detroit, New York's a big one. Uh, LA. Seattle was Seattle uh, was in la- like one, if I remember. Yeah, it, well, the it was the uh, infamous two? Last Light. Yeah. yeah, that one, which um, I remember was amusing wasn't the best it wasn't seattle. that good of a game it was <laughs> a it wasn't that best yet i wasn't that good of a game either um there's a new spider-man game coming out true that did look like looked a good it looked like a good spider-man game. It, ha- it had had good swinging that's all i really yeah care I mean, about. that's why you play spider-man is to, to tarzan it up well i mean yeah like it's basically spider-man too that's all i really care about yeah um there's that final fantasy vr game Oh, <laughs> where it's a Final Fantasy fifteen, but then there's like a fish. It's a fishing game. Oh. VR. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my reaction there it's like oh. says a lot. Yeah, um, looking at other stuff. Yeah, I don't really see much else from the Sony conference that I was too excited about. It just seems like in general with a lot of the big announcements, like it, it used to be again while we were sort of doing our young gaming careers entering all that stuff. E3 was the time when every single announcement was, but there's yeah. been sort of this mix of all of the companies have their own conferences now. That it's much easier really to, to go to talk directly to consumers. Conferences. Yeah. Or yeah. there's other conferences happening like packs, like the many, many packs or yeah. it's like, there's less of a reason to just be like, save up all your big news for E3. It's and yeah. There's it, no reason to save it up anymore. Yeah, that you have your own specific time where you can talk to people more directly, or you have other thing, other like public conventions that are, again, more directly geared to yeah. talk to the people who are going to be buying your game. It yeah, and then with social media now, there isn't really there's it's actually detrimental to store everything up. Like you want to keep the yeah. hype high as much as possible. Yeah. You want to, you want to, you want to keep like, keep feeding the yeah. information all the time. Keep putting out little bits of news at a time. It takes away from the whole like big giant blast of news that everyone was excited yeah. for. Oh, around hey, that E3. reminds me though. 
I expected to hear Halo Six. No, that's I there was it. a Halo Wars two thing. Yeah, that yeah. I, I wanted about. it. It's uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 wonder... I think it was too early. Nah, I I don't know. I, I mean, that game's been out for a couple of years. Now. I mean, yeah, I guess, but like, I feel I don't know. It's I feel like that's gonna probably have its own announcement and then True. it was See, also they'll was, have their they'll great have point a, they'll have their own freaking yeah. they'll have and a then, halo event yeah and then they had they would have had to compete with destiny 2 yeah that would have been which the... was just recently announced and when has is been that coming out big. uh fall, later this year yeah it's I'm, I'm excited Wait, have we talked about that sort of we sort yeah of. we yeah we did we did talk about it in a previous podcast okay. if i remember correctly um uh just to kind of quickly go over a few th- other things I'm excited about, um, Wolfenstein 2 <laughs> looks super good. It looks appropriately. It, I want to like, play that game so bad. And you know, well, I mean, it's it's bonkers? like it looks like it has. I wasn't a, gonna say that. So it looks like say. they took the new Wolfenstein, which was like set in Europe. You're shooting up Nazis, yeah. But then they crossed it with like Doom almost. I was going to say exactly that. Where I was and it's like about and Doom. like a little bit of Bioshock esque feel, but it's like yeah, now you're in America. So now, not only do you get to shoot up Nazis, you get to shoot up KKK members. Huzzah! I, mix, I, I do think that's interesting. All and, right, I hadn't heard anything about that game, and I'm jazzed about it now. Yeah, and, I and, would love to shoot a KKK member. I want to play and, it right now. And Far Cry 5, you get to shoot at white supremacist cults. I know! I'm <laughs> that super excited super, about that. I, it looks crazy good. I, didn't like, yeah. I did not like the trailer that they put out for E3, though. No, the trailer for E3 was somewhat underwhelming but it, it everything looked, around the game I didn't see it I've only I seen heard, the teaser that was I heard it is that. Far Cry ass Far Cry yeah which is like kind of disappointing to me eh, <laughs> sure but I mean you know I uh, just get so tired every game is placed in this in the Middle East every single game that yeah that, that one is inter- the like the only interesting thing about that and, game is the fact that it's in Montana yeah and That's you're fighting white Wolfenstein supremacist apparently cults being in, it's America, in America yeah because like just he, having more variety of location for the love of God yes, I yeah. love it it's gonna be great um there's the skull and bones thing that Ubisoft is coming out with which is a oh so the, like Assassin's you, Creed yeah. 3 but good no like like a black flag yeah black it's flag, basically sorry. like Assassin's Creed black flag except you only have ship combat and it looks pretty interesting. I'm actually tentatively excited for that as well. Yeah, that should be fun. Um, and then last get more pirate thing games going. I was excited about. I think was the oh, where is it? Um, no one cares about Metal Gear Survive. Oh, Monster Hunter World. I'm super excited about because it's like a not familiar. It's a because Monster World recently has only been coming out on portable consoles for Nintendo. But this is the first Monster Hunter in a long time that they're making for big boy consoles like the PS4 and yeah. Xbox. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm tentatively excited. How uh, sorry, just had an interesting thought. How weird is it that one of Nintendo's biggest announcements from E3 was that they're doing like a Mario theme park? Oh yeah, I saw that. that. Was, like one In of Japan? their yeah. yeah, they're doing a, a like a Mario based theme park. Fucking what? Yeah, like that was one of the bit. Like, are they? It's announced... called. It's, I think it's called Nintendo Land. So it's actually a Nintendo based yeah. thing. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's in it's somewhere in Japan. They though, were right? saying it, it's somewhere. I forget where it exactly. I don't, I don't was, think it's but... part of Disney. I don't think it's part of the Disneyland thing. I think it might be its own thing. That was still. It's funny that like, again, talking about how people are starting to de-emphasize some of the gaming points of E3. Uh, one of the ma- the big three companies' big announcements was that they're doing a theme park, and everything else, everyone kind of already knew about. Yeah. I mean, we were excited to see it. But we already kind of knew about it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that pretty much covers E three though. Yeah. I can't really think of much anything else I want to talk about. Yeah, I would say so. I I mean I feel like this is definitely a a really good time to to you know wrap up. We said this is probably going to be E three heavy. There's a lot of news around that time. And by E three heavy, I mean completely. E3. Yeah, completely E three. But you know, I mean, it. We did also talk about how there's less news coming out of E three than there used to be, and how. How interesting the future of gaming is going to be. I mean, yeah, like as a looking, of that. yeah, looking at like how E3 is set up right now. Like the the people that run E3 really have a decision to make. They need to reconsider about what E3 actually is if they're going to continue opening it up to the public. Yeah do do you want it to be another PAX or do you Here's want the it thing, to though. be? They can't possibly compete with PAX. No, they can't, and that's exactly correct. The thing is, like PAX is so well run that like maybe yeah, like I bet you if they get the same people that do the booths for packs that do them for e3 then yeah it'd be fine more or less but i i do think that there's going to be that if e3 just becomes like packs it's just going to be it's not really going to help anybody because no. like i think the pe- the media is not going up not and not going to e3 as much as they do but it's going to be a lot of more backroom appointments and stuff like that 
the press conferences, you know, it's just like it's really hard to say whether it will still what what it will be in the future. Yeah. I I'm, and it's hard for me to say what they should do. My my initial guess is I would think they should specialize a bit more than they have been rather than trying to be a little bit of everything. But that's uh that's just me. Anyway, we got to wrap up. Uh thank you once again for listening. Thank you guys for coming and uh Thank you for hosting once again. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, Sorry, I was half an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know that. Yeah. Uh, but no, thank you for uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, hope you all had a good time. And next time we'll have stuff to talk about that is not E3 related. It's not like there's anything else to talk about right now anyway. That's true. Anyway. All right. Thanks again. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See you guys.